The following program is sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Home Street Bank Home Mortgage. Welcome to Open House with Team Reba. Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest. Welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. I am Reba Hass of Team Reba Remax Metro Eastside. And I'm Eric Osnes of Home Street Bank. Yes, welcome everybody. And we have... A guest with us yet again. I'm so excited about today's show. Should be a good show. Super excited about today's show. We have with us Mike Olden from American Reporting Company. And we're not jumping right into this right away, but say hello, Mike. Good afternoon. I'm pleased to be here. Excellent. Thank you. We're glad you came. Thank you so much for making the time. I love talking about credit. Even before we just got on air, we were having a very spirited conversation. That's right. It was lively. Yeah. It was lively. Yeah. It's always lively around here. Always something going on what around here. What the heck? Yeah, That's I'm right. part of the conversation. Right. Of course it's lively. That's right. <laughs> and we'd like our listeners to to uh, join in that conversation, too. We are going to be talking about yes. credit, how your credit scores are derived, and how mm-hmm. you, what you can do to improve your credit score. And you can call us toll-free at 866-712-1300. Today's a great day to call in. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. this is going to be a perfect show for questions. I hope people take advantage of this because... You know, we just had our class the other week, right, on February 6th. first-time homebuyer class. Had our first-time homebuyer class with the Washington State Housing Finance Commission-sponsored program. And a big part of that event is talking about credit. And it would have been fantastic to have someone like yourself, Mike, on that uh, class with us. But I I know it's... It's a five-hour class, so I, on a I Saturday. Actually, I do a lot of those, so next time, let me know. We'll come in and talk to oh, twenty wow. or 30 minutes. Oh, careful what you're yeah. offering. We will so take you up on it. Yeah, we, right. we used to have some other credit folks come in, and some of those uh, partners we used to have uh, have moved on to other things. One of them went to a different business venture, and one of them moved over to the east side of the Cascades. So the people that we used to have do the classes with us are no longer available to us, so... Well, I've you been are, in this business ne- 31 years. It's too late for me to start over again, so <laughs> oh. I'm, I'm stuck with it. <laughs> okay. Well, as long as I'm, you have that opinion, I'll take advantage of I'm it. I'm waiting for it. <laughs> what? No hair joke? He's got hair. I don't. We've been in the business He's about the same amount of time. He's not pulling the credit reports. He's just building the credit. That's right. Well, I know. It's pulling them. It's caused the <laughs> yeah, demise it's because you me. pull yeah. it first and go, <gasps> that's and then right. you go, no, call this guy, and then, you know, then it gets that's better. A, yeah, that's absolutely right. Absolutely right. <laughs> All right. Well, before we get into our spirited discussion mm. today, do you want to go over how rates are looking? Absolutely. This will be really, really quick. They're excellent right now, and we are lower than we thought we would be. And lower than last week? Well, just a little bit lower, yes. Really? Yeah, rates are still tracking with the stock market. So if the stock market okay. struggles, so do rates. And uh, we're tracking... Sorry the, for your portfolio, people. Yeah, I know. That's the that's the bad news with it. But all of a sudden, our phones are getting um, mm-hmm. getting flooded with people wanting to refinance because that's they just what weren't I've heard. expecting this. Yeah. So uh, I imagine you're seeing that, too, on your end, Mike, with lots of lots of activity, people pulling reports. and We, we are seeing a lot of activity yeah. at ARC, yes. Yeah, it's busy, busy right now. So a 30-year fixed rate, conventional conforming 30-year fixed rate, the national average now is 3.69%. Sweet! 15-year fixed rates, the national average is 2.99%. Nice. 
Nice. FHA loans, if you're a first-time buyer out there, the average is 3.25 for a 30-year fixed <gasps> down rate. Again. FHA, down again. Oh, my goodness. And jumbo rates are averaging around 3.625%, and 5.8%. Mm. So uh, we're, we're sitting really, really good right now. And Of course, those rates are also dependent on? Credit scores. <gasps> yeah. Imagine that. Funny about that. Yeah, a few years ago, the... the uh, the government-sponsored ent- enterprises, GSEs we call them, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, Ginnie Mae. Uh, well, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac have what's called risk-based pricing. So so the better your credit score, the better your, your interest rate, the better your loan pricing can be, and vice versa. So so if it's if you fall below certain levels, then it can start to get kind of expensive depending on on how that score comes in. So, yeah, lots to uh, lots to talk about today. Let's let's jump right okay. in. What do you think? Yeah, so absolutely. Because uh, this is a topic that could easily take all of our time. So I hope you're here for the full hour. Did you pay uh, for parking for the appropriate amount of time? I did. Okay, I good. I found a spot that was more than two hours. Awesome. Well, yeah. we had a, we had a guest last week. And he's like, I I didn't know how long I'd be on here, so I only paid for forty five minutes. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh. And he drove. All right. a, he drove a what? <laughs> Did he drive a Prius? No. I, well, I think he might have. Yeah. He wasn't, <laughs> he wasn't going to admit it on the air. but um, yeah. Yeah. Mike, what yeah. do you drive? Uh, I drive an Infiniti. Okay. Oh, there we go. Yeah. See, there's a I winner. Like I used to drive an Infiniti. I had my yeah. J30 until some idiot ran a intersection. And well, there you go. There you go. Totaled it. Of course, now I have my awesome S2000. So there you go. I can't complain yep. too much. So Mike Olden with American Reporting Company. So tell us a little bit, Mike. Um you know, everything, uh, we have mortgages, car loans, insurance, employment sometimes are all, you know, people are running your credit and they're looking at your credit scores. So can you kind of tell us a little bit about kind of what the scores are and how they're derived? Sure. And and uh, b- before we start, just to go back uh, a moment there uh, on, on what Fannie and Freddie look at, mm-hmm. uh, a good colleague of mine he gave me what I think is a great definition of credit. Credit is the cost of money. There you go. Oh, yeah. And the, yeah. the better Absolutely. that you manage your credit mm-hmm. and your credit scores, regardless of which yep. score model is being used, yep. you're going to be rewarded with lower interest rates. Correct. So I think that's a great, a great illustration for the listeners to, to imagine is mm-hmm. that credit is the cost of money. Sure, because as a lender, our best prediction of how you will behave in the future is how you've acted in the past. Exactly. And, and that's that's really <laughs> unlike stocks. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and and that's really the foundation of credit scores is is predictive analytics. So when you pull a credit report uh, on one of your borrowers, it's taking a snapshot at that moment of their credit. Right. And it's generating a credit score. Now, in our industry, we use mm-hmm. FICO scores. Right. Uh, so we'll, we'll uh, maybe talk about sure, that predominantly sure. today. And, and, and again, it's based on a number of different factors. Not all scores are FICO scores. We've, right. we've taken FICO scores and genericized them like other products. Band-Aid, Kleenex, Xerox. Exactly. Uh, and, and and so we want to be we want to be mindful that not all scores are FICO scores. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we definitely want to cover part of that because people are watching all these commercials out there today, and they're hearing about like Vantage scores and all this right. other stuff, and it's like. What's the difference? And there's probably, in, including uh, earlier generations of scores, there's probably 60 or 70 active scores that the credit bureaus and lenders 
uh, are using today. Uh, but they, regardless whether it's FICO or Vantage, and those are probably the two major ones. Vantage uh, was developed about 10 years ago collectively by the three credit bureaus. Right. Uh, it's, for all intents and purposes, a competitor to FICO. Mm -hmm. uh, but those are the two basic, uh, the two primary scores that we see. But all scores are going to use a lot of the same uh, key elements. Payment history. Are we making our payments on time mm -hmm. each month, at least no more than 30 days past the due date? That's most important. Proportion of balance to credit limit, especially on credit cards, Visa, yep. MasterCard, department stores, because those are unsecured debt. Quick and question. How is American Express viewed? Since don't they usually have like kind of an open... Yeah, they're, they're typically viewed as an unsecured Okay, unsecured. but how, do you, how in terms of, because um, you're supposed to pay those off every month typically, so as compared to say a Visa, right? how are they scored? Because I know there's different... They're, they're basically scored the same. Now, okay. now an underwriter, a lender uh, such as Eric, his underwriter may view uh, an American Express slightly different. It depends on the American Express account. You've mm -hmm. got the old traditional green card where you had to pay the balance in full each month. Mm -hmm. They've got some cards that are revolving where you pay a percentage the of the Different colors, balance. blue, black. Yeah. I mean, and, and then they have ones. some that are that are hybrids like the Prius. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. on, yes. on, on there. <laughs> that nobody likes. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, so those are the first, th those are the two most important items. That accounts for 65% of our FICO scores, our payment history, and the proportion of balance to credit limit. Uh, other items, how long have we been using credit? Right. Inquiries, are we going out and applying for a lot of new unsecured debt? Mm -hmm. uh, and then the types of credit used, and, and occasionally, depending on the model, you might, you might find available credit. Right. Those are the five to six key factors that determine the score. If we can concentrate on the first two, making mm -hmm. our payments on time each month, keeping our unsecured debt as low as possible, but a good rule of thumbs below 25% of the credit limit, and limiting applications for new unsecured debt, especially when the, when the consumer's working with both of you in that mortgage transaction. Right. We coach our customers during that shopping period, don't don't do that. Don't go out yeah. there and buy things. Yeah, yeah. we've, we've learned we need to be even more specific sometimes. Yeah, well, because right. we've had people, it's like, what? Uh, we had that discussion in November. We had a mutual client. It was like, I'm sorry, he's buying a truck now? Wait, and, <laughs> what? and furniture. And yeah. furniture. Yeah. And they were getting the interior designer all lined up to do a bunch of work. I was like, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> So I, th I think if, if you if you concentrate on those three key items, you have developed a very strong foundation for for good to excellent FICO scores in the future. Mm -hmm. Excellent. So and and just to to reemphasize, especially we because I see that all the time as well when I'm running credit, is that percentage of the balance to the credit limit uh, has got to be. Uh, you know, it's got to be, you know, low. And, and the higher that goes, if you're at the limit or, heaven forbid, above the limit, it just pummels the credit score, it, doesn't it? It, it can, certainly. Uh, officially, FICO will say keep your balances as low as possible. But a good rule of thumb, 
is below 20 to 25% of the credit limit on unsecured debt. It's not such a critical factor on secured items like mortgage loans, auto loans, student loans. There, the key element, as it is with all accounts, is the payment history. Make the payments on time. So, Mike, what about someone that takes out a a home equity line of credit? So a a line of credit is secured against real estate, but it's still considered a revolving type account? It will show up revolving on the credit report, but because it's secured by real estate, it's not scored the same way as, say, a credit card or department store. But is it also not getting as much weight behind it as the traditional mortgage would be? Or no? No, I, I, I don't believe so. It, it's, secured by, it's secured by real estate, and, and okay. that's the key. It's a secured account. Okay. Wow, okay. that went fast. When we come back, stay with us for Mike Olden with American Reporting Company. We're talking about credit here on KKOL 1300. Open house with Team Reba. If you'd like to call into the show, now's your chance. It's 866-712-1300. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Ostens from Home Street Bank. And I'm Reba Haas with Team Reba, Remax Metro Eastside. How did you see? It. Do you have eyes in the back of your bald head that you saw David do the, the finger at us to, you're on? Yeah, I do, as a matter <laughs> of fact. Yeah, I know, yeah. yeah, so not not a bad finger. No, no, no. I can actually see David's reflection on your forehead. So I'm just You cannot. I can see it yeah. off yours. <laughs> That's hashtag right. Eric is bald. That's right. Okay. okay. Hashtag. I'm going to come up with something <laughs> We're gonna good. We're going to start making that into hashtag. a game. have some hashtag wars here. Yeah. Call us I think if you, you have questions. Rocks. There, there, oh, there you go. <laughs> call us if you have credit questions, credit score questions. This is a live call-in show. You can reach us toll-free at 866-712-1300. We're here with Mike Olden with American Reporting Company. Thanks again for joining us, Mike. You're welcome. My pleasure. So over the break, we were talking a little bit about about credit scores. So let's talk about um, let's talk about somebody that's brand new into the into the credit world. How long does it take to actually establish a credit score? For FICO scores, it it can it typically takes six months from the time you establish credit, traditional credit that will report on a regular basis to the credit bureaus, Experian, Equifax, TransUnion. It officially takes six months, and so you have to have at least one account that's open, in good standing, that's not in dispute, and doesn't have a deceased status attached to it to generate a FICO score. That's okay. It. okay. So uh, you have to be alive. You have to be alive. Okay. okay. Okay, but you're saying to start establishing it, but what kind of score are you going to start seeing in only six months? We have seen credit reports where new users of credit have scores in the mid 700s. Okay. Which is really, really because good. Because it's all, so. oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's based on performance. Right. And Okay. So, well, since longevity is one of the factors, I mean, maybe they've started adjusting how much that factors into the scoring then because it used to be a big one. It, it, it's, it, still, it, it still is. Length of credit history is still one of the five key factors that determine a mm-hmm. FICO score. But uh, we have seen credit reports, and I'm giving you okay. anecdotal evidence right. uh, that, uh, okay. that that some consumers can score in the 700s yeah. pretty early. Well, that's positive news because yeah. um, it's not just, you know, during the break we were discussing it maybe being people coming out of high school and college that are trying to build that. But we have a large number of 
you know, our client base that are relatively just new to the country. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so that's, right. that's, you know, establishing their credit within the U.S. is, uh, you know, sometimes very, problematic very because they, right. they didn't know maybe that they needed to do that. And now they want to buy a home and they've got a certain nice level of income. And we're like, oh, whoops. Right. That's right. <laughs> we that's we right. need to work on that. And there are solutions exactly. even for someone like that where we, we have programs where we can run a, a foreign credit report to use that credit history but for except for those kind of sucked we just went through that last week and that yeah, was really they, difficult they, they, they do not want a small down payment for those programs right. well, usually 30 percent yeah. or more yeah. so, so in, in canada we can we can pull uh, the same type of report that mm-hmm. we have here uh but you get into other parts of of the world mm-hmm. uh some less developed than others and it's more like a what we call a non-traditional credit report that's right and it requires the borrower to request uh, payment histories, letters of credit from their creditors in those countries. And right. uh, you can right. speak uh, more definitively as a lender uh, what the underwriting guidelines are. Uh, it would look just like a, a regular uh, United States-based credit report, but it wouldn't have FICO scores. That's right. right. That's it. right. And we're going to manually have to uh, approve something like that. Exactly. It won't, it's not something we can use automated approval engines, right. which are uh, many loan programs require. And many loan programs require a minimum credit score. And let's talk about that, Mike. Um, So a minimum credit score for most of our programs is 620. But what are the the national averages running right now? Well, uh, I brought some information with me uh, from, uh, and this comes from Experian, and these are based on Vantage scores, not FICO scores, but on Vantage scores. And they broke it down by generation. So we've got... Tom Brokaw's greatest generation, our parents and grandparents, and then baby boomers. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm speaking as a baby boomer. Uh, Gen X and then Gen Y, which we commonly know as, as mm-hmm. millennials. And we've got uh, um, anywhere from uh, the low 800s on the greatest generation mm-hmm. down to the mid 600s for millennials. So 672 for millennials. And these are averages? These are averages. Okay. Uh, 718 for Gen X. We've got uh, uh, 782 for baby boomers and 829 for the greatest generation. Now, again, these are Vantage scores. They're not FICO scores. But they're Again, they're going to be based on those same key elements that we Got discussed it. a few moments ago. Got it. Got it. On there. And I can tell you in the in the Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac world, if we see a score above about 740, that's that's going to give you the, the best pricing available mm-hmm. for most, most mortgage programs. If you're below that, uh, then the, the further down it goes, it's going to start to impact impact the pricing. So interesting. So, so someone, let's say somebody doesn't have a score exactly where they, they want it to be. Um, wh- what, what are some steps a person can take to, I guess for, for one thing, let's say that they've got some hiccups. Let's talk about some of the things that have the, the most severe impact on a credit score. Well, Se- severe impact? Yeah. <laughs> the strongest impact? I'm trying to uh, <laughs> dance on that. Yeah. Okay, what hammers yeah. it the worst? Yeah. How's that? Okay. Uh, I think the uh, one of the key elements is how recent did that negative item occur? And mm-hmm. we've seen credit reports where uh, a consumer may have had a, a 740 score, and then uh, they get a parking ticket, uh, and it, they don't pay it. And a few months later, it goes to collection, and we've seen scores drop anywhere from 50 to 75 points. 
And the question from the consumer is, gosh, it's only a $53 parking ticket. What's the big deal? Right. The big right. deal is it's You recent. didn't pay it. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, that's the first thing. That's the main that's thing. That's the main thing is you didn't pay it, but it's, it's recent. Or a 30-day late on a, on a Macy's card or a Target mm-hmm. card. If it happened four or five years ago, there may be some residual effect. But it's not as if it happened right. four or five months ago. Right. And, and Eric, I know when we talked in your office, you've seen those reports. That, that score can drop dramatically right, right away yeah. once that hits the Bureau. And the Bureau's post 24-7. Mm-hmm. So as data comes in from creditors or collection agencies or they receive it from a court mm-hmm. and they post it, that score can change right away. How much? depends on the overall file. Mm-hmm. I had a, a customer just last month that was, we were ready to close on the transaction, but we were waiting on the seller. This was a, a, a short sale, which takes some time for, for, in this case, a lender and a bankruptcy court to approve. While we were waiting, our credit report expired. We had to update it. When we updated it, the, uh, our customer had fallen 30 days late on oh, a credit no. card account. And it, it knocked their score below the minimum acceptable level for that loan program. Ouch. Mm-hmm. So then we had to take all kinds of extra steps to figure out a way to improve the score. And some of the things that you touched on, though, um, in, in our case, what would saved us was, as you mentioned, the second most important thing is the percentage of a of balance to a credit limit. Mm-hmm. Well, in this case, this customer was able to pay some, some balances down. We could then rescore his credit and we got back up to where we needed to be able to, to close the Just transaction. Just out of curiosity, Great. you said he got behind. Was there a real valid reason why, or did he just, like, totally forget? Um, the second one. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, so, yeah. okay, I, that's an interesting thing to have brought up because okay, so my mom's a real estate agent, mm-hmm. right? I've told that, told people that before. She's in uh, Wichita, Kansas, so Myrna has realty. Shout out there. Uh, she's had two cases recently where clients, as soon as they got under contract, the sellers quit making payments. Yeah, and for some reason right. thought that was okay. It wasn't mm-hmm. because they couldn't make payments. Right. They just thought, oh, my house is under contract, so I don't need to make any more payments. And then lo and behold, oh, my gosh, big problem, especially because one of them was going to try and buy another house after the fact. And it's like, <laughs> what we were have, you thinking? We, we, <laughs> you know, I've, I've come across those situations, and, and like yourselves, mm-hmm. I've uh, uh, participated in a number of the state bond first-time mm-hmm. homebuyer classes or just general first-time homebuyer classes, and, and you, you hear a broad spectrum of, of – of reasons why people don't pay their credit, mm-hmm. I would assert the majority of them are for some life-changing event, a job loss, disability, oh, yeah. divorce, mm-hmm. death yeah. in the family. Usually but that's the case, but every once in a while it's just like, yeah. uh, and, what and, made you think that? <laughs> and we've heard that is is that um, uh, I was told by by somebody not to make the payments because I'm close to closing. Or I get that question all the time. I'm like, I would rather you pay and get reimbursed than the other way around. Yeah. Let's not get any surprises. Until that transaction is closed and recorded at the county courthouse, mm-hmm. 
keep doing what pay, you're doing. Pay, pay, exactly. <laughs> That's right. Be perfect. That's, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Now, the good news, and we were talking about, about negative items showing up, and I stress this at first-time homebuyer classes, is those negative items don't stay with us forever. Mm-hmm. Typically, most credit, whether it's good or bad, can only be reported for seven years. And that's important on mm-hmm. negative items. There's some exceptions, right. some public records that stay on for 10 Actually, years. Actually, positive stuff on your score goes away, though, too. It does. Like, yeah, my seven car's years. been paid off for a while, yeah. and yeah, they actually sent me a note saying, hey, by the way, that's going to come off your report. I'm like, oh, man, that's, yeah. Yeah, I don't so, want to buy another car. So, Mike, tell us also, if someone has uh, inaccurate information on their credit report, there is a dispute process. There is. So yeah. let's talk about that, too, real quick. Here. Sure. So if, if you do need to dispute something on your credit report, you can do it the old-fashioned way. You can write a letter and explain why you're disputing and send it into the bureaus. Or if you have a copy of your personal credit report dated within the past 90 days, you can typically go online and dispute those items online as well. And you're allowed to uh, upload documentation, supporting documentation to help the credit bureaus on that. So it's a good process. And I'll, uh, I'll make sure that we have links to share with your, Perfect. with your, we'll with your listeners on, yeah, on how to dispute those items, okay. how to place a fraud alert, an active duty Perfect. military alert, Perfect. or a security freeze. And once a person disputes an item, uh, what's the minimum, or the, I should say the maximum time frame that a creditor has to respond to that? It's 30 days, but if somebody's doing it through the mail, I usually let them know, allow up to 45 days to get the results back because you're going back Mm -hmm. and forth in the mail. Right. But it's the creditor, the furnisher has 30 days, has 30 days to respond. Got it. When we come back more with Mike Olden from American Reporting Company talking about credit scores and credit reports and how to fix your credit and improve your credit. Stay tuned. Got a question? Call it in. 866-712-1300. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba, REMAX Metro Eastside. And I'm Eric Asas with Home Street Bank. Hashtag Eric is bald. That's right. We're every week... (laughs) Every Tuesday at 3 o'clock, we talk about mortgage, we talk about finance, we talk about real estate, sometimes, or if we ever get around to it. Yeah, when we're not done bashing on Priuses and other things. That's right. That's right. Yes. No Norwegian jokes today. Well, I'm going to say Mike Olden with American Reporting is a fellow Norwegian, so you are outnumbered (laughs) here, my friend. so outnumbered. That's right. That's right. Maybe in in the fourth segment, we'll sing the Norwegian national anthem or something like that. No, 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 uh, no, never mind, never yeah, mind. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> we'll share a round of Ludafisk. Is that what you said, David? <laughs> nice. <laughs> Yuck. A little, we've got a little plate of it out here. Oh, have some, Reba. It's delicious. <laughs> Pass. Thanks. No way, huh? I'd rather no way. eat something that I see on Game of Thrones or something. <laughs> So Mike Golden with American Reporting Company. Uh, some some people have this misconception about about joint credit. So let's talk a little bit about. Uh, let's say I you know a person's uh, single. They've got fantastic credit. Then they get married, 
and their spouse maybe not so not so good. Gosh, yeah. I've never heard of that. Right, right. Let's talk about <laughs> about how how that relationship is. I think there's a misconception that if I if I marry someone with bad credit, I'm marrying the bad credit as well. Exactly. And uh, each of us as a consumer has our own individual file. Now, in 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 your industry, Eric, uh, where somebody's applying for a mortgage jointly. I believe you're going to take the lower of the two FICO, the lower of the two mid FICO scores, correct? That's right. We're going to have three scores for each person, and whichever one falls in the middle, we're going to use the lower middle score right. for for however many number of borrowers are on the, so, on the line. So, so in that case, from an underwriting perspective, they're they're theoretically sharing. Uh, their spouse's bad credit, but on their individual credit file, those don't merge. So we, we can we can we can feel confident that we're not automatically adopting somebody else's poor credit. Contrast that to if you apply for a new account jointly, right. and and there's negative items, then yes, you do both share those negative items. That's right. That's right. And many, many times if we're working on a mortgage, we might just put one spouse on the loan for that very reason, right. in which case we're just running that one credit report. Exactly. And then to take it a step further, if if those uh, individuals unfortunately go through the divorce procedure, uh, mm-hmm. divorce decree does not exonerate you from responsibility on joint credit. If you open the account jointly, you're both jointly responsible, even if somebody were to quit claim ownership on title. Yeah, we see that for sure. They're on mortgages. still on the loan. I will say they're I've, still responsible. I've frequently seen folks though um, that in their divorce decrees, it talks about who's responsible for what, and I think people mm-hmm. just assume that that naturally somehow goes out somewhere that creditors see that and actually care, but. They kind of don't. <laughs> yeah, they, they they don't, and you can you can take that decree and stand on the steps of the courthouse and mm-hmm. wave it, and yeah. the, and and the court's going to back up the creditor. And we've talked to a yeah. number of creditors, and they say the divorce decree is a civil agreement between the two former spouses, right. not the two of them and us. Correct. Correct. And that and that's the key the key element. And there. the timing is important too, because that that account was opened before the divorce. And a deal's a Correct. deal. So if it was open to two people, well, then those two people are on. And and we see that with mortgages as well. Hey, I got divorced. You got to remove my name from the mortgage. And as a lender, we're like, well, no, we really can't do that without paying off that loan, without exactly. refinancing. Yeah. Exactly. The only exception to that would be in the case of a death, mm-hmm. in which case then we, we, mm-hmm. we, we, of course, can remove a name. Right. So, yeah, interesting. And And what about authorized user accounts. There used to be a trick in lending that if someone didn't have, you know, a good credit score, a well-established credit score, you know, someone, they could add uh, them, uh, you know, someone with good credit could add them as an authorized user, and that would actually immediately boost their score. It can. We've we've certainly seen that before where, uh, and, and authorized users is typically where the primary cardholder and, and this is for unsecured debt. It's not mm-hmm. for mortgages sure. or auto loans. Mm-hmm. But for unsecured debt, the primary cardholder, and historically it's been mom or dad or an older right. sibling, uh, added their their young adult child just out of high school or college onto the account to help them establish a credit history. Sure. And we still see that. 
and it can boost their their credit score oh, or even generate a new score. Very, very well. Uh, I don't know if you recall that wonderful Puerto Rican couple mm-hmm. that we worked with last fall. Sure. The uh, the the man of the couple, his mother, I remember when he had his first meeting with me, he said, now I, I need to explain something to you. And I'm like, okay. And he goes, when they look at my credit, they may wonder because this credit account has been open since before I was born. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And I just started laughing. I was like, oh, your mom added you? And he goes, yes. So they may be confused. <laughs> I went, we just need to explain it. It's it, fine. It, exactly. And, and that's why in, in some underwriting circumstances, those accounts aren't counted right, uh, right. by, that's by an underwriter or an investor. Yeah. So it's always good. It's always uh, uh, good to ask the underwriter or the investor, mm-hmm. uh, will you accept those those scores. Perfect. I'm glad you bring that up because, yeah, that is something that is is excluded when we're actually doing our loan approvals, at least right. for a mortgage, for a mortgage transaction. One other thing that, that uh, can, uh, our customers often get confused about or, or maybe make the wrong decision on is let's say I've got an account and it's been open for years and years and years, but I'm just really not using it all that much. Uh, should I close that account? And and that question does come up a lot. And and if you go to FICO's consumer website, myfico.com or Mm -hmm. scoreinfo.org, which are their two primary education sites, they will typically recommend don't close accounts. And there's a couple of reasons. One, you could be affecting the overall length of credit history. And two, you could be affecting the overall proportion of balance to credit. Right. Those two could lower the score. Again, how much or if at all depends on the overall file. But when, when I join your colleagues at first-time homebuyer classes, I will usually recommend to the students, don't close accounts until that transaction is closed. So when you start mm-hmm. working with a realtor and a lender, don't close accounts don't apply for new credit, right. especially unsecured mm-hmm. credit. Right. Yep. Don't jump up your balances considerably, barring emergency. Uh, yeah. Don't start buying those sofas. Yeah. Exactly. Until after you've closed. Um, That's right. So, so, so that is uh, something that we want consumers to avoid doing. Now, there may be other reasons outside of the mortgage transaction where they do want to close an account. They may find a better interest rate. Uh, they may like to get reward points or mileage. Uh, they may not use the account any longer. So there's any number of reasons why they might want to close the account. But once they start working with a realtor and a lender, they should avoid closing mm-hmm. those accounts. Because, Eric, I believe as a lender, there are occasions where you need to repull credit prior to closing. It happens, sure. Yeah. There's, mm-hmm. there's lots, of, lots of circumstances where that might come up. And Especially in new construction when it's a really long time before that's right. from start to finish. Like we well, have a few of those where the Luma condo building, mm-hmm. it's been going up for quite some time mm-hmm. and they're just starting to finish the top floor. Finishes are on the first initial floors right now, so they're not going to be done till June, June or August. That's yeah. right. That's right. And some of those folks have been under contract since uh, last summer. Absolutely. And, and we will run their credit initially to pre-approve them for financing to prove to the seller that they're good qualified buyers. But then we will have to update things. Our, our credit report, mm-hmm. from a lender standpoint, has a has a sell by date. 
you know, it's it's stale after 120 days. You know, we have to we have to update that. And it could right. start smelling funky. <laughs> well, hopefully not, <laughs> but absolutely. Yeah, I don't know. It depends you know, on what they're doing. I have it. to blow the dust off of it. It's too old. You know, it's, they don't age like a fine wine. You know, no. It's like, like bananas. That. It's like bananas. Yes, That's right. Yes, precisely. That's a good analogy. <laughs> perfect. Hey, uh, Mike, don't also. Don't mash your bananas. Don't, they bruise easily. So that, you know what? That actually is a perfect analogy on credit. Yeah. Because you can bruise them easily if you manhandle it. you got to be careful right. with it. you got to yeah. be gentle with it. Yeah. There you go. All right. And they're loaded with potassium, which is great. So, Mike. <laughs> I don't know what that had to do with anything, but uh, I don't know. It does, well, certainly uh, doesn't have anything to do a, with follicle. It's a Norwegian joke. Generation. How's that? Okay. So, <laughs> so Mike, uh, there's also a fair amount of misinformation out there about inquiries, and right. oh gosh, and, yes. so let's talk about All that a little bit. Uh, how, which ones hurt you? Which ones don't hurt you quite as much? There's there's two primary groups of inquiries. There are hard hits and soft hits. Hard mm-hmm. hits is when someone comes to you, Eric, applying for credit or when they apply for a, a, a visa or MasterCard or a student loan. Sure. Those are hard hits. It's a consumer-initiated request for the extension of credit. Then there are soft hits. That's when mm-hmm. we, as consumers, look at our own credit report. Mm-hmm. When an existing uh, business relationship reviews our credit, they may review it periodically. Who does that? Uh, typically, the, the the creditors that we have a relationship with, if you like credit card companies, like if they credit were card companies, give you additional. If you read your annual privacy notice, there's mm-hmm. typically some fine print in there that says we reserve the right to periodically re- review your credit. If they do that, that's typically going to be a soft hit. When you apply to rent an apartment, employment insurance, those mm-hmm. are all typically sure. soft inquiries. They don't affect our score. The hard hits may affect our score when we're applying for credit, but on average, on FICO scores, if they do affect the score, it's typically less than five points. Okay, so if there's one of those companies, because there's tons of credit card offers in the mail, right? do those do anything? No, those are promotional inquiries only. The only time those may affect your score is, Reba, if you sign it and send it in. Okay. Then, then it may affect the score because now you have an inquiry for new unsecured debt. Got it. Uh, and, and really, it doesn't matter if it's secured or unsecured. It's new, new mm-hmm. credit you're applying for. Right. Um, and there, you can eliminate those uh, mm-hmm. th- those those offers that come in the mail or over the phone. How do you do that? You go to www.optoutprescreen.com. And you register. Write that sucker down. And you okay. don't get those offers in the mail. There's oh. a few exceptions. Companies that you're currently doing business with can okay. still solicit you, but you could call them directly. That's great. And then certain nonprofits uh, right. could still ask you for donation money. Okay. Well, we're going to be back here in just a short moment at Open House with Team Reba. Join us to finish the conversation with Mike Olden at American Reporting Company. Open House has open phone lines. Give us a call at 866-712. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. All right, I'm Reba Haas with Team Reba Remax Metro East Side. Ooh, boy, you said that fancy. I'm Eric Osnes with Home Street Bank. <laughs> and we... So, Osnes <laughs> rhymes with awesomeness. 
That's right. I, you know, did you notice that I started a hashtag for that one? I did see. I that. did that partly for your birthday. It was Eric's birthday on Saturday, yes, folks. Thank so. you, a fellow Aquarian, a fellow Norwegian, and fellow Aquarian. That's right. That's right. Water I'm babies. I'm doomed. I'm doomed in this room. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> I'm just teasing. No. So anyway, I did put on the uh, awesome. You know, awesomeness is awesomeness hashtag for you. So we'll start thank doing you very that. much. That made yeah. me smile. Yes. Yeah, well, good. 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 It, was a, it was a good birthday. That's good. I'm yeah. happy. Happy for that. So. I heard you were shushing. I was, yeah. It was a beautiful day up at Crystal Mountain. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't uh, snowing, but perfect. Just oh yeah, great snow. That's what you want. Is more snow day up there. That's while you're right. in the snow. Did you know there is a very famous brand of skis called Osnes? I do, only because you mentioned it on this show. Oh, I did. Oh, well, there we go. All right. <laughs> and you know, I should I should show you these because I picked up a pair of Osnes wooden skis yes. at a flea market for about $35. Oh, I was wow. going to choke on my water. Wow. I can't believe you actually have that. Really? I, I do have those. <laughs> oh, man. I'll buy them off you if you ever want to sell them. That would be yeah. so cool. Oh, my gosh. There's this also is... a beer named Oz, also A-A-S-S. You know, grab some sometime. Okay. Well, that's not too far off my own last name. So that one I, 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 I think I'll go for. There you I go. Think I'll go for. Hey, before we um, get too far along, I do want to mention, since you men- since yeah. we discussed things going on in the Northwest at this time of year, you were doing something outdoorsy and fun and awesome on your birthday. But I do also want to point out to folks that we have uh, two really good things that are actually housing-related, sort mm-hmm. of, Sure. Um, especially if you're thinking about you know, improving your home or wanting to get your home ready for sale, the Seattle, or excuse me, the Northwest Flower and Garden Show is going on starting. Yes, yes, it starts, uh, I believe, tomorrow on the 17th. And uh, that's going to be at the Washington Convention Convention Center, Center, correct, where they've had it for many, many years. I've been already starting to see some of the folks who are putting together the displays there, uh, putting uh, photos up on Facebook and Twitter and Pinterest and things like that. So uh, if anybody wants to find out more about that, you can go to gardenshow.com. And it runs from the 17th through the 21st. Also coming later this month and very soon is the Seattle Home Show. Right. Yeah, that's a twice a year event. And that runs from February 20th to the 28th. And that's down here at CenturyLink, CenturyLink where we have the boat show also. Mm -hmm. And you can find out more information and how to get tickets at seattlehomeshow.com. And both of those events are are big. They're some of the biggest ones on -hmm. on the West Coast. The the Flower and Garden Show, Northwest Flower and Garden Show, is huge. Yeah, I need to go. I actually get a media badge for that. Because yes. I, I was blogging about that 13 years ago when I first got in the industry. And sure. so I'm still on their media list every year. And now we're doing Excellent. the radio show. So I want to go down there and get some shots, you you know, get some information for next week's show. Always great ideas you can pick up at, oh, at both gorgeous, of those shows. Oh, gorgeous, gorgeous displays. Excellent. Well, so we are still here with Mike Olden with with American Reporting Company. Thanks again for joining oh, us, Oh, you're welcome. Mike. It's really, my really pleasure. I enjoy it. it. So uh, tell us, uh, first off, before I forget... Uh, where is the official place a person can go to get a free copy of their credit report once a year? The official site is annualcreditreport.com, and that is the official site through the Federal Trade Commission. Now, we probably all remember a few years ago those ads. There was a young guy playing a guitar or a banjo lamenting oh, about gosh, his credit. Yes. Those, are, those aren't free. That's freecreditreport.com, and it's through a subscription service through one of the bureaus. It's a good it's a good program, a credit monitoring service, but you have to sign up for that to get that first one free. Annualcreditreport.com is the official free site. It doesn't come with credit scores, though. 
You have to pay extra. You have to for pay that. extra for those, and they're not always going to be FICO scores. Uh, you you could see one be a FICO score and the other two be Vantage scores. But I think the important thing for your listeners to remember is it, you, you're entitled to one free copy a year, mm-hmm. and it's a it's a great discipline to get into to review your credit, make sure that everything's accurate and up to date, and anything that they don't recognize, they can address right away through the dispute process. Right, and but let's talk very quickly about the dispute process because uh, if you're trying to uh, take out a mortgage, hold off even disputing an item because if you put a dispute on your credit record, and it will show as this item is in dispute, all of a sudden, as a lender, we're at full stop. We cannot right. move forward until that dispute is lifted. Exactly. So people need to be doing this how far in advance of trying to buy? Well, before we pull, pull the credit. And yeah. if you think about a dispute, it's going to take, what, how long, 30 days before that's going to yeah. fall off? Uh, yeah, at least at least that long. And if you go through the mail, could be 45 days. Mm-hmm. But I think if, if people review their credit uh, – a good 60 to 90 days before they before they plan on working with a realtor and a lender, that should give them enough time to address those items that they question. Yeah. So I know we know a lot about this because we work in credit all the time, but I actually, um, I want to make sure when we have the recording of all this, I'm sending it out to some of the folks that we're kind of in early stages of working with. Sure. Because I was just talking to my assistant earlier this morning, and there's someone we're working with that has said she's kind of looked into lending, um, but they're sort of waiting till they find the right house. And that is the absolute worst decision because if you haven't gone through this process and we, and we start trying to get into a purchase, you've just shot yourself in the foot if, if lo and behold, we find there is something that needs to be disputed because now you can't get that house that you've suddenly finally identified if you've, if you've been looking for Correct. six months. And That's we know right. people That's start right. looking six to 12 months before they actually purchase. So it's like, you just got to do this and not think, find house first, do financing later. And I think a lot of folks who come here from out of area, uh, they need to be more educated on the process. Not not only do the folks who are from the U.S. originally need that, but we're finding that more and more people kind of moving into this area need guidance in that too. So I can't wait to send this out and ask people to listen to this show that are in kind of early stages with us and be like, this is why this is so important. We really need you to be paying attention. Absolutely. Yeah. So so we have, and, and just to, as a, to reiterate, yeah, we do uh, have uh, podcasts of our shows where you can go on, on, online and watch those. And we also have lots of resources on, on the Team so Reba people can watch them? Page. Did I say watch? Listen to. I was going to uh, say, I'm Reba, like, wow. Team we, Reba. At- <laughs> <laughs> we, we soon will start doing video on them, but I've got to get the right setup for there that. We go. So for yeah. now, it's just recordings right. and we post them on the blog. So. Right, yeah. And then we send them out on social media. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. they can watch me dance in my seat. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> you can dance, and I'm the guy with the face, too, that was built for radio. <laughs> there, so, I'll let so you say that. There you go. There you go. <laughs> All right. Oh, my gosh. Okay, anyway, back to the question, though. Right. What was our question? The question, we were getting into the topic of the dispute process, how oh, long right, it right. takes. Yeah, so so 30 to 45 days. So so basically, if you're going to take out a loan, don't dispute it, uh, if, it exactly. until you're through that uh, process or well before that process. Right, because uh, the secondary market, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, they're mm-hmm. typically going to require a lender to get those items removed. Mm-hmm. 
on a fresh credit report that will then go through their automated underwriting engines. Yes. If it sees that dispute on there, it's going gonna, it's gonna to stop it, as, as you mentioned, Eric. That's the key, okay. is the uh, automated decision engines do yeah. not read uh, disputed so items. review your credit with your personal credit report, I would say a good 90 days before mm-hmm. you, you plan on, on beginning that process because I think the other thing... Before you peel the banana. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> In, in 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 this area here, it's such a hot market. I I think there's still probably a lot of multiple offers. Oh, there's absolutely, a ton of and the seller's not going to wait around for somebody to say, "Well, gosh, I've got to go through the dispute process." Yeah, yeah, they're they're absolutely not going to wait. Yeah. They've got too many other options and possibilities, and you know, not every house is getting multiple offers, but we're still at only about roughly a month worth of inventory right Mm -hmm. now. So it's just been absolutely nuts in almost all marketplaces. I mean, people think it's just like Seattle and Bellevue, but it's all over the place. We had multiple offers in Kent. We have them in Federal Way. We get them in Burien. We get them in Lake Forest Park. I mean, they're all over the place. So um, you really put yourself at a disadvantage if you aren't prepared. And I will say we had even just this last weekend, I was working with some folks from China and they have to work with the foreign credit reports and whatnot. And even the lenders they're working with, it was unfortunate that they only reached out to us once they got here to the U.S. because there's going to be multiple weeks of the process of having to go through the foreign credit reports. And so they can only get a pre-qualification letter and it's going to take weeks to get all the translation of documents and what have you. So a lot of, lot of issues mm-hmm. both on, on all areas of credit. So anyway, we want to thank you for being on today, Mike, and I'm sure we'll probably have you on again. And we're definitely taking you up for that class. Oh, you're totally on our pleasure. You're you're on the the list now of, of, uh, uh, tenured professors of our team. I appreciate the generous invitation to join you today. Thank you again so much. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to open house with team Reba to contact us. Visit team Reba at re slash max Metro East side on Facebook or email info at teamreba.com. Join us again next Tuesday at 3 for more Open House with Team Reba here on Business Radio 1300 KKOL. Program sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Home Street Bank Home Mortgage.